0: The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented by Wynn. Bet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big. Win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit com. Start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold Refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to slash SGP. That's slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes and win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And in honor of the Masters, we're giving away a tailor-made driver. Just go to sg.pn slash masters or click the contest link in the SGPN app. Ooh! Welcome, everyone, to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. Howie season is upon us. The uh, Mr. Roseman struck again. The Eagles traded with the Saints. Big trade. The Eagles get the 18th pick, the 101 pick, a third rounder, the 237th pick, a seventh rounder, and a 2023 first round pick, 2024 second round pick. Saints get our 16 and nine from this year, and they tossed in a, a six rounder there. So essentially, we swap uh, one spot on the first rounder, we give them our first rounder for theirs. In 2023. And that bonus second round plus a bonus third and seventh. I'm excited. I, it it seems like a nice win for Howie. He's always great at maneuvering. It's, it's actually what you do with those picks where Howie gets into trouble. Justin, what was your first thoughts when you heard about the trade?
1: Uh, my initial thought was, wow, that's a lot of picks. What? Who won? What's what? <laughs> right? And you see so many diagrams. Lots of yeah. yeah, so many visuals and diagrams. It's kind of funny. I guess essentially we get a second and a third out of it and we got to wait, you know, another year for the that first rounder that we got and uh, the second rounder two years, right? But uh, I liked it overall. I thought it was a good trade and uh, my initial reaction was, wow, we got a little bit of insurance on Hertz in case things don't pan out. And I don't think that's a bad move to make, uh, to have you know, a second, uh, a second first round pick next season um, sounds like a good deal, especially when you're not sure how Hertz is going to pan out.
0: Yeah, it does. It does seem like a little uh, Hertz insurance policy. I mean, I guess if you were going to be critical of the trade, you would say maybe the Eagles aren't using this extra pick to build around Hertz or, or build the best team they can now. But I, I don't think that's the case. Like to me, if there is a chance to trade for a DK Metcalf or an AJ Brown, having this extra first rounder and all these other bonus picks uh, certainly help you in that or whatever you're going to do down the line and, and drafting three picks in the first round, kind of crazy, uh, for a number of reasons one it's rare that you're going to hit on all three uh, you could run into some salary cap issues with having three first round picks all in the same year rob what, what was your take from the
2: trade yeah first i didn't know what i mean one i'm not surprised because uh, i just think how oh, he loves making i love dealing um you know and i will say he's good at it uh like you said it's it's not no one no one lacks confidence in him and his ability to strike a deal. It's, it's actually making the pick, but I mean, realistically, I think we all knew there was a decent chance coming in that the Eagles were not going to make three picks. Um, it sounded great in theory, but I think it's, you know, for the franchise, it's probably a smart move to spread one pick out to the next year. It does give you a little insurance if hurts um you know doesn't pan out and i know some people are going to say well you're not going to get a top quarterback anyway uh in it, you know next year either because the saints pick is probably going to be a teams pick uh something like that i mean one i think the saints you know it, could it be a teams pick could they potentially could have a winning dead, record right? it, yeah. it, but they easily could be worse i agree with you but yeah. don't forget the year that we got carson um you know we jumped twice. And we originally moved, I think somewhere just outside the top 10. And then we jumped even further. So mm-hmm. it's not impossible to jump up to like a top three from, from where we may be. So, um you know, as Sean said too, I think for salary cap reasons and stuff, it's probably better to spread those picks out. So all in all, I like it. I like um, going into the draft, knowing that you know, having the deal struck in advance, um, I th- I think for us that's good. It gives us a little certainty. Um, I don't get it from the Saints side, but I know we're going to talk about that next. Yeah, so I think for uh, for Wentz, we went from thirteen
0: to seven to two uh, to to get that trade done. So yeah, if they fall in love with the quarterback next year, then a they have two first rounders. Uh, You would imagine, I mean, again, it could be anywhere on that spectrum, but then they have obviously a first rounder for next year, that extra second rounder from the saints. I think there's, I mean, the saints could be all over the place. Jameis Winston's coming off an ACL tear and they have first year head coach. I mean, there was a reason Sean Payton just randomly retired. I don't think he was super high on the team or the roster. I think if they were in a great spot, it would be tougher for Sean Payton to walk away. I'm still trying to wrap my head around why the saints did this. Like, what are they worried about? To me, they must be dead set on drafting a receiver because you know, you're not really jumping up that much and the the teams are jumping up. Maybe you're also worried about a receiver. Maybe they think they can get like a Kenny Pickett uh, in that range. I'm trying to make sense of why the Saints did it. And it seems like a lot to give up just to move up a little bit. And it certainly doesn't give you any sort of guarantee that you're going to get your guy. Justin, what what do you, why do you think the Saints did this?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It seems like possibly receiver. Uh, other people have speculated that they're going to now try and use that um, and mix it up with their other picks in order to try and move up, maybe a little bit more to get one of you know the top quarterbacks in this draft. Which I don't, I don't see why they would do that. But I have seen a little bit of speculation for that. Possibly they like a guy like uh, you know Pickett or whatnot. Um, I, I'm I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, and I, I think that's. I I don't know. (laughs) Uh, All I know is I think the Eagles, uh, at least at this point, have won the trade, at least by the numbers, at least by, you know, uh, the value of the draft picks. And and I'm happy with that.
2: Yeah, it's just weird. I'm just going to jump in. I mean, I don't get this at all from a Saints perspective. And look, I'm not a Saints fan. I won't pretend to be a Saints expert, but I don't think they're a player away. And one, they don't even know what player is going to be there. So, they gave all this up, um, you know, in a draft where I don't think one player is making the difference. They're not, you know, winning the division. They're not. They have a hard schedule, first of all. Um, but they're not, you know, this extra pick isn't going to th- change things for them. And and I think if they did this for a receiver, it makes even less sense. I, I can't fathom that because l- here's one thing that's an amazing reality. And just think about this. A receiver is theoretically in need of the Eagles, right? So, like you know, we—it's it, not out of the question that we could take a receiver in the first round. We may not, obviously, we have in a couple of prior prior years. But for each of the two picks that the Saints have, the Eagles pick before them. Yeah, so they we could have. Theo- 15, yeah. They they could have theoretically made the trade with us, given us a first round pick. And we could still steal their guy if they're, if they're really looking for a receiver. So that would make just zero sense to me. I have to believe they're trying to jump up and get one of the quarterbacks, jump over a Carolina or something like that. I don't see how they make this move for a receiver, but I could be wrong, uh, You know, especially with the Eagles theoretically having so much leverage still over them in picking before them in each spot. Yeah,
0: I mean, I guess they get that extra first-round pick this year. But if you're the Saints, it does feel like kind of a rebuilding thing. You have a you have a new, you, know, you have a new head coach. Uh, you don't have Drew Brees anymore. I, I, I just don't. I don't know. Get, I don't get why you would need that extra high mid range pick. Maybe it's to get uh, Drake London, the USC receiver. Um, you know, maybe they're trying to get this an offensive lineman like Tyler Smith, offensive tackle out of Tulsa. It, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, they have to find a replacement for Teron Armstead. Um, so maybe they think they can't get a, a offensive lineman in the later rounds. It's still, still all a little bit confusing uh, there. But I mean, as far as the Eagles, to me what does it mean for them moving forward? I I think, you know, it's been very clear where the Eagles stand with Jalen Hurts. They like Jalen Hurts enough to keep him as the starting quarterback. They're going to give him this year to really give him a full shot, but they're also realistic in saying like, hey, he's good, but we're, we're still holding on to the idea that, we don't want to be completely all in because next year we could see um, them looking to replace Hertz. I mean, they kind of tried to replace Hertz this year. They were in on both Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson to whatever degrees, like they were poking around. Um, and, you know, obviously both those quarterbacks would be an upgrade. So we'll see as far as what it ends up. I mean, really, it's just going to come down to what we do with those picks. Oh yeah. We're talking win bets. That's right. Oh, my God. I got so much action on the win bet account. We got the masters got NFL futures. They're just releasing some of the college football win totals. So much action over on the win. And they got a special uh, golf contest for this weekend. Bet $100 on golf from Thursday to Sunday. And you'll be entered to win a golf experience to the only golf course on the Las Vegas Strip. The win golf club. Multiple entries allowed. So, the patron wagers a thousand dollars on the major golf championship Thursday to Sunday, you essentially get ten entries for your chance to win a free trip and the free golf. So much fun! Over on the Win Betting app, download the WinBet app or visit winbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be twenty-one or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call one eight hundred five two two forty seven. 100. Oh, man, it is uh, it is a stressful time in the Eagles fan's life. As we're going up to the draft, Howie Roseman, he's got a couple of picks. What could go wrong? I'll be honest. Sometimes as a fan, just as a regular person running the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, hosting a bunch of shows, I need a moment to chill, right? It gets pretty hectic. Nothing better than cracking open an ice-cold coors light it's literally made to chill mountains on the bottle and cans uh, they're blue you know it's cold ice cold rocky mountain cold just feel like you're sitting up there in colorado what a what a beautiful state and just enjoying an ice cold coors light it's a it's a refreshing break and uh, in, these, in these times, you need it the most. Coors Light, of course, made to chill. Hey, you can get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. All you got to do is go to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And as always, remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Uh, Justin, if you're Jalen Hurts, what are you thinking when you hear this trade?
1: Um, you know, I I I think it's okay. I I would be content with everything that's being said right now. I think you also need to understand who how he is and understand that, you know, um, <laughs> things exactly. can change very quickly when you're playing for the Eagles. I I think though, Hertz has played everything right so far. I mean, he seems to have a good head on his shoulders, and if I'm Jalen Hurts, I just keep keep my head down, continue to work the way that I've worked. And um, from what I've seen as well, he's been working pretty hard on the off season. Um, and I continue to like to see what he's been doing. I don't think this is going to affect him a ton. Uh, I, I think he's just going to keep his, uh, keep working hard. Yeah, does Green,
2: seem, rare breed. Uh, yeah. Rare breed. Um, it does seem though, like in all seriousness, the Eagles are, committed to whatever extent to him for that season. I, I I believe less and less, they are going to use one of these now only two picks on a quarterback. Um, so I think it is likely I could be completely wrong, but I think it is likely we are going to go to the season with him. It does not seem like we are going to go for one of the quarterbacks and I'm fine with that. I think it gives us the year. Let's see one more year. What he has. I don't love any of these quarterbacks. Um, And, you know, next year you reassess. And if you need to make a move, you make a move. Yeah. I mean, in a weird way, it does kind of
0: seem, uh, obviously they still could take a quarterback in the second round, or if one falls to them that they like, but again, we haven't seen any sort of smoke that they're in on a quarterback. And I think if you really like a quarterback in the first round, you would hang on to that extra pick, just see how the draft board plays out in case you need that to move up. So I, I think in a weird way, this, almost assures them that they don't draft a quarterback in the first round. Justin, do you agree with that logic? Like I got, I'm, I'm with Rob. I feel like I'd be pretty shocked if they take a quarterback in the first round now.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, like I said, when it started, I think that this was more of a move just for insurance purposes in in case things don't work out with him this season. So, yeah, I think he is going to be the guy this season. I don't I don't see why we would use one of those two now, as you guys just pointed out on a QB. It doesn't make much sense to me as far as trying to make the team better at this point. Um, I do also still think you need to see You know what? What you have with Hertz, Uh, I don't know if he's reached his ceiling. Looks like he may have, for all intents and purposes, but I think there might be a little bit more there. And you know, give him one more year, see if it works out. Now you have your insurance pick. Next season, if you got to move up, you got two first rounders to potentially do it. If you really like a, a specific quarterback.
0: Now there, there are still a couple big names out there as far as receivers uh, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, while not officially free agents, there is some speculation one or both, uh, might be trade bait for, uh, for a team like the Eagles. There's been a number of teams. The Jets have been involved. Rob, are you interested in DK Metcalf or AJ Brown? If you had to pick one of those two, which one would you go with?
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm interested. They're a, they're a huge upgrade. Um, you know, pair them with, um, you know smith and i think we have a good wide receiver great wide receiver core all of a sudden you know this is a this is a tough one for me and it does seem like also jalen hurts is you know uh, kind of recruiting for aj brown based oh, yeah. on a couple posts that he's had or i don't know a couple but at least that one that i i sent to the thread um you know, it's a tough call. I mean, I, I, I love DK Metcalf from the pure physicality perspective. Obviously he has the size, he has the speed, he could really break out. Um, you know, AJ Brown, you know, he's shown the ability to be a versatile pass catcher, arguably has done more in an offense that throws a lot less and, and probably with, a. Less talented quarterback in Tannenhill versus, uh, you know, Russell Wilson. My only concern with, I guess, DK Metcalf is, you know, Russell Wilson is known to throw one of the best deep balls in the NFL, if not the best deep ball. And I, certainly I think he's benefited from that. How will he be with a more, um, you know, possession based quarterback, which probably is more Hurts? Uh, Sean will probably disagree with that, but yeah, um, 100%. You know, so I don't know. I mean, pure physicality, probably DK Metcalf, you know, it's easily get enamored with the speed and the size kind of reminds me of a TO kind of, you know, type thing. But honestly, I would be thrilled with either one on the team.
0: Now, okay. I'm, I'm definitively, I'm, A.J. Brown over D.K. Metcalf. I'm with you. I like both. But I think A.J. Brown, maybe a little bit worried about the injury concerns. I don't know. Just some of the stuff I saw out of A.J. Brown last year was just... He reminded me of that T.O. where he could really kind of take over the game from the receiver position, which I think is pretty rare in this day. And the connection to Hurts. He has had a couple of injuries. D.K. Metcalf, who I like a lot. But again, you know, probably a little easier task up there in Seattle. Um, Yeah. Russell Wilson, maybe a little better connection. There's, there's been times too, where DK Metcalf has kind of gone quiet. So between those two, I'm all on AJ Brown, Justin, how say you DK Metcalf or AJ Brown?
1: Yeah, I think in this circumstance, I'd, I'd be happy with either one of them, as you guys pointed out. I think I'd go lean more Metcalf um, for certain reasons. I mean, I I think the biggest one is just that he seems to be able to play when plays break down. Um he's able to get open. You've seen it time and time again when he plays with Russell. Yes, he does get the deep ball um often from Russell and, and plays well with that. But I think you, you saw how bad that offensive line was the last couple seasons there. And you know, he's still able to get open when things don't go as predicted. Um AJ has, you know, he's done well with the Titans, obviously, but it is heavy run. And I think receivers, while they might not get the ball as often, they do benefit from that because, you know, defenses are you know looking for the run, they're set up for it. So receivers can take advantage of that at times. So I'm gonna lean more Metcalf um in this circumstance. But either way, I mean it's kind of a coin flip. Well, now the
2: the, the real question is though, or what what's what's up, Rob? Well, I was gonna say the real question is, and for the record, if you're asking me to pick, I would go AJ Brown as well. That was my initial gut to the thread, and I'll stick with it. But uh, the real question is, how much would you give up for either of them? Um, are you giving up one of the firsts? Are you giving up more than that? Um, you know, for now, how much are you willing to put on the table?
1: Well, I saw that the Jets offered what their first rounder for Metcalf, and the Seattle said no. So you'd have to up with more than a first, I'd, I'd say initially, right? And I don't think it would be worth it for either of those guys to give up more than one first, honestly. Yeah. At least for us in our position.
0: The Jets offered the the 10th overall pick and got turned down, supposedly. To to your point there, we have the 15th. So I'm thinking if I'm Howie and I offer our 15th this year and the 2024 second round pick we just picked up from the Saints – and that uh the 2022 third rounder the the third rounder this year that we picked up from the saints i'm thinking 15 that third rounder and the 2024 20, second rounder i think that's enough to get it done i'm if i'm howie that's what i'm calling that's what i'm offering justin deal or no deal
1: ah oh, man that's a tough one
0: you're like Howie. you love the picks
1: Uh, (laughs) I I mean, come on. If
0: we, if we get out of this draft with DK, I I would, AJ Brown and another first rounder. I'm stoked.
1: Man, that's a lot to give up, but I think you're right, Sean. I mean, you got a proven talent there. It is a crapshoot when it comes to the draft and you're essentially giving up a first round pick because, you know, we just got that second and third. So why not take it and run with it? Uh cap space, is something to to consider, but it, you know how we yeah. how we can work this cap, and this it's basically out. fake anyway. So, <laughs> Move it, I take it. Why not? Let's go with it. It's it, that that'd be huge.
0: Yeah, right. And uh, not giving up crazy stuff in the future because we already just kind of got that Saints pick.
2: Rob, how say you? Is that is that yeah. a good price? The only reason I consider that, quite honestly, is because a lot of those picks are extra picks, so it's like. Mm-hmm you know, they're not our normal picks where we're not going to have them. But honestly, my initial gut is I'd give up two of those picks, not three. Mm. I think three starts to get a little much, especially because you're going to have to give either of them a big contract. You're not going to have the benefit of a rookie deal. Um, You know, I do think there's a couple good receivers you could take in the first round. Now I realize there's a huge gamble doing so as we know better than how he's got a great history. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not saying otherwise. <laughs> I would probably <laughs> do it for one of those two, because I do yeah. think they're the two top young wide receivers out there, but um it's a little steep, and I'd much prefer to only give two of those picks.
0: Yeah. I'm with you though. I think the, um, to me, the breaking point is two firsts. I don't, I don't think you can give up two firsts for any receiver. Absolutely not for the record. Uh, I, I would the, not even consider that, you know, the, the Tyreek Hill trade, I think kind of probably jacked up the market a little bit, um, you know, as far as like what, what people are willing to give up. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. I mean, obviously a big part of it was the contract and and them having to sign it, but still, you know what they offered uh, so
1: first and a second
0: yeah they gave up and a bunch of uh, five uh draft picks a 2022 first rounder a second rounder and a fourth round pick plus fourth and sixth round uh, plus fourth and sixth round picks in the 2023 mm. draft. so they gave up a total of five picks they did not give up two first rounders so i think if you start from there Three total picks with one of them only being a first rounder, some of them being uh, the next year. I think that's a sweet spot where you could probably get it done. Uh, We'll
2: see. I'm sure Howie is already on the phone, wheeling, dealing. I mean, yeah. and, And the interesting thing about that trade is, um, you know one they had to pay Tyreek Hill which we should expect we would have to do but yeah. if i'm remembering right Tyreek Hill's like what 28 years old whereas AJ Brown and DK Metcalf are like 24 years old so yeah. uh, you're getting talented receivers even younger um you know with either of those guys
0: well and also too let's say hypothetically he is not the rare breed that some have thought and we end up replacing <laughs> Jalen Hurts don't you want uh, to have a receiver like a Devonta Smith paired next to an A.J. Brown as you either draft a rookie and get him to to grow or you have to bring in a free agent or trade someone else? Like I think having those two receivers makes, makes it a, a
2: better destination for who ends up being the ultimate replacement to Jalen Hurts as well. Yeah, especially when you pair that with Goddard too. I mean, all of a sudden there's some – some great targets on that offense um, that that make it attractive to either it's a good environment for a rookie to grow, especially with our offensive line, or like you said, maybe it's attractive to a free agent.
0: Now we we we've having gone in a, done a deep dive on the receivers. We can do that in a upcoming podcast. But uh, Drake London, the USC kid, has been linked to us. I think he goes a little bit higher. I, I think he goes top 10. But what about uh, Jamison Williams, the, the Alabama receiver stud, who blew out his Achilles? I'm, I'm hesitant to draft one of those guys. Maybe it's just um, I f- still feel burned from the Sidney Jones pick. But, Justin, are you, are you not drafting a guy like that because of the injury, or are you, you think maybe we can get a discount?
1: I am hesitant. I know originally I said I might do it. I don't know if I, yeah, I, thought I you it on podcast, board. but I, I was on board with him. But the more I look at the wide receiver talent and you said, uh, you know, we're going to talk about that in an upcoming podcast. I, I don't think we need to – to you know invest in him a guy who's dinged up at this point and we we'd have to wait to see you know what he still has in the tank I think there's enough talented receivers at least you know in the bank here that we could get one at 15 or potentially even 19 that that I like so I would I'd stay clear I know originally I was in but the more I'm starting to look into things I'd go with a different guy Rob what about you what are you what are you doing
2: I'm open to it. Um, I mean, Sean's kind of throwing curveballs here because he told us we weren't going to cover the wide receivers yet. Now he's asking ah, us on. which wide receiver <laughs> we take. So no, no, not um, just just would you be scared off from taking the answer? No, um, I don't think I would, because I do think he, he was a tremendous talent, uh, and I like him better than some of those other receivers. So, I mean, obviously there's a huge medical aspect to this and they need to make sure their doctors are, are comfortable. Am I scared by Sid- the Sydney Jones pick? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think corners a little different, um, You know, I don't think the Achilles was the only thing there, but, you know, I could be wrong. Um, But, you know, certainly pre-injury, I liked him a lot as a receiver. So would I consider it? Yeah, absolutely, I'd consider it. Yeah, I'm, the, the Achilles
0: is just scary for me. I, I think he's a, no, not even you know him particularly or, or specific wide receivers, just anyone, a skilled guy coming off an Achilles, I think it's just unfortunately uh, a game changer for
1: those I, guys. I do think it is a much different beast compared to the ACL where you've seen a lot of guys be able to come from ACL, MCL tears and, and be, you know, just as good right? Some guys have been, uh, yep. but uh, the Achilles, I mean, seems to be hit or miss at this point.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. It seems, uh, it, it seems like it could go, uh, one way or the other. And, and especially guys like receivers, D backs, you lose just a little bit of that burst and, uh, yeah, all of a sudden you're kind of, uh, just not the same player. Uh, uh we got a, uh, cameo from Justin's daughter. Shout out to her. Uh, <laughs> hopefully he's, oh, are you, uh, are you getting your daughter involved, uh, Justin, at all, helping you break down the uh, the draft picks?
1: I'm sorry, I missed what you said because I had to go answer the door here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just said we got a cameo from your daughter saying hi.
1: Oh yeah, if I, I was trying to tell her, uh, never mind. It was just easier to have her wave to you guys <laughs> than to to have a whole discussion with her while she can say hi. So there you go. <laughs> sorry to interrupt, boys. Let's no, go.
0: people people love the uh, cameos. <laughs> Uh, oh, let's let's shit. talk draft picks. Did a little uh, research on defensive line. The old uh, office today was firing up, looking at some highlight reels. Justin, do you want to start off? Who's a who's a defensive lineman you're hoping the Eagles get? I'm I'm going to rattle off these first three names. I feel like. They're so high up as far as top 10 type stuff. I'm kind of considering them out of the Eagles range. Aiden Hutchinson... Right now, he's like the odds on favorite over at the win um, to, to be the number one pick. So, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, who was seemingly like uh, right up there with the number one pick, he was projected number one for a long time. And then even Trevon Walker, there's a chance he goes number one. So, now maybe one of these guys slips, but I, I would be shocked. I think we would have to go up and get one of these guys. Um, I think it's a deep enough draft. I'm fine waiting. There's a couple names we'll get to of guys we like, but Justin, where are you at? Who are you rooting for as the defensive lineman?
1: Um, it, you know, I know you said Trayvon Walker's off the board, but I, I love that guy. I saw him in some mocks six to 19. I don't think he falls to us, but that guy is just, I I think he's potentially the best guy in the draft. Just, you know, and his versatility, I love the fact that he could play insider edge and drop into coverage. So like you said, he won't be there. I just wanted to mention him because I just like him so much. Um, I, I did point out, you know, a couple podcasts ago, Jermaine Johnson. Um, I do like him over Karloftis. I know that guy. Uh, some people really like him. He's high on their board, but he seems to be dipping and Johnson has moved up I, for reasons that I pointed out previously. You know, uh, the fact that he did so well in the senior bowl against, You know, talented guys. There there was speculation since he had transferred from Georgia to Florida State that, you know, he's going against ACC talent. You know, you can't prove everything by the tape because it's not as good as SEC talent. But, um, you know, in the senior bowl, he proved that he's good. Um, And I, I think he's a guy to look at and potentially take if he is there at 15.
0: Taking a quick break to talk IP vanish. That's right. Make your IP disappear with IP vanish. Disappear, meaning, you know, completely private, completely encrypted, truly private and secure on the Internet. It's the Internet. You need it private. You need it secure. Best part is unlimited devices doesn't slow you down. And if that wasn't enough, they're offering you 70% off their yearly plan and a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's right. 70% off and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Just go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. It's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Also brought to you by Stable Duel. Oh man, having so much fun playing the ponies over at StableDuel.com. It's horse racing DFS simplified. Very easy to put together your stable decide, hey, I like this horse I don't like that horse. They give you a ton of stats and information. Bunch of free games. If you're saying like, hey, I've never gotten to horse racing uh, betting. I don't know what I'm doing. Stable Duel has you covered. Don't worry about that. And they have paid games as well. Like I said, uh, we just did the Florida Derby. They gave out $40,000 in prizes. Crazy. Make sure you download now over at stableduel.com. See how many winners you can pick in your stable. I'll see you in the winner circle play race win. And of course, good buddies over at propswap.com. Golf is here. And, uh, Ken, guys are getting paid buying and selling their golf futures all tournament long. You can get in on the action. Just download the free PropSwap app today, or uh, just go to propswap.com, get you set up over there. Best part is, Use our promo code SGP over at PropSwap.com. Instant deposit match, up to 500 bucks. Very easy to use, very easy to get paid. PropSwap.com, promo code SGP, where America buys and sells real sports bets. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. So you're kind of you're kind of leaning Jermaine Johnson. I I liked him. I I was watching him. Also a little stat correction. Uh, Jameson Williams was ACL. I swore it was Achilles.
2: Yeah. Um, I, thank you. I just I just googled why that. Why did and I think that, that as well? Honestly, that that makes it even okay, an easier yeah, a decision little, for me. So I'm a little you know.
0: I'm a little uh, torn. Much like his ACL. Uh, I would say. <laughs> Poor as, joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rob's gonna make me edit that out. He's about bad taste, especially if, if we fan. draft him now. Sean, no,
2: look, I, I, he was. I think he would have been the top wide receiver in the yeah. draft. Just to go back on that, and the ACL, it, you know, look, the players have proven time and time again. Now with today's technology, they can come back from an ACL tear. So, you know, the downside is: is he going to be a hundred percent to start the season? Maybe not, but uh, to get a talent like that in the, in the first round, I would certainly take a shot on it. Uh, you know, with that correction, especially. So yeah, going back to, uh,
0: the D line, man, Jermaine Johnson is very fun to, to Justin's point, Florida state kid. He did have 12 sacks just watching his highlight reel as the season went along. He seemed like he was kind of getting better. Um, and as Justin pointed out, the ACC, not terribly great offensive line. What I thought was cool about him was he, he looked comfortable playing uh, both ends, either the left end or the right end. I, I think that's good because sometimes these edge rushers, they get a little stuck on one side or the other. 12 sacks, 6'5", 262. The other guy you mentioned, George uh, Karloftis, a Purdue guy. One, he has a badass nickname, the Greek Freak. Uh, he seemed like he had a good nose for the ball, stripping some balls. He he had a defensive touchdown against Wisconsin. He blocked a field goal. Only four and a half sacks, but he did seem to get in there a bunch. Six foot four, 275. Uh, big guy. One guy we haven't hit on is uh, that we could end up drafting is David Ojabo out of Michigan. He was basically a linebacker, but played as an edge rusher. He was standing up the entire time, which I don't know. Normally I would be against that, but it seems like the defense, the Eagles are running. And and the fact that they signed Hassan Raddick, I think they might be open to having a guy kind of standing up as a pass rusher there. The, the things I worry about with Ojabo are, one, he played opposite of Hutchinson, the uh, the guy who's like the consensus number one right now for Michigan. Uh, he played a very high level of competition, a Big Ten offensive line. He had set 11 sacks. He looked a little thin. I'll be honest. They said 6'5", 250. He seemed a little thin. I think if you're going to play defensive end in, in the uh NFL, you gotta you gotta bulk up some. So of those three, and I'm with you, uh Justin, Karloftis is now being projected later on. So I, I don't think we'd have to use the 15 or nine. We might be able to get him in the second round if we wait around. I think of all those guys, you know, as far as like what you can do and the value, I'm with you. I think Jermaine Johnson, the second, is kind of the most interesting one of those three and and kind of the guy I'm rooting for. And I could see the Eagles
2: uh, taking him, Rob, what about you? Any, any thoughts on defensive line? Yeah. I I mean, I think I'm with you guys. Uh, I think Jermaine Johnson would probably be uh, the pick, you know, obviously assuming those top, Top guys are not there. Um, You know, the one that was kind of interesting to me, and I'm not going to pretend to be a defensive line expert, but I did spend some time kind of looking through a few mocks who was kind of trending near us and and taking a look at the guys. And, um, you know, one name that was interesting to me, just from a potential scheme perspective, was um, Jordan Davis uh, Mm -hmm. from Georgia. He's kind of like, an oversized nose tackle guy. So he is an interior guy. Would the Eagles spend that that high of a pick on more of an interior guy versus the edge? Maybe, especially with the, you know, Reddick si- signing. Um, but, you know, one thing that, that struck me is I, I kind of get the sense, you know, I know <clears> – <throat> I know Gannon's not running a 3-4. We're still, I think, kind of more a base base 4-3, but it does seem like we've become a little more of a hybrid defense where he's switching it around more than, say, a Jim Schwartz was, where maybe that, uh, you know, larger nose tackle in the middle to stuff the run uh, becomes a little more important in that kind of scheme. Uh, you know, I, I'm just throwing that out there. I could be completely wrong, but that was kind of the one name that that jumped out at me that would be interesting. And I kind of, you know, one source I was looking at kind of said he has a high floor, low ceiling. Um, so it's kind of a, a, you know, maybe doesn't have that, um, you know. He, you know, doesn't have huge bus potential, should be a solid pick. So um, that was just one I saw, I came across, I thought could be interesting in this kind of a little more um, multiple scheme that we run. Yeah, no, uh, the Jordan Davis uh, name in particular is pretty
0: interesting. He's just, he's off that Georgia defensive line and you saw what they did to Alabama. So it feels like you, anyone from that, uh, you know, that national championship game, you can't really go wrong and it does seem like that's where we get burned sometimes. Is taking these non-SEC players, and everyone gives ha- a bunch of uh, grief about taking him. He's he's a big boy too, though. He's yeah. uh, six foot six. I think he's like 340, 350. kind of like a um, yeah three hundred forty. Maybe not the like a true pass rusher uh, at the defensive tackle, but certainly could clog up the uh, clog up the D line a lot. Justin, have you have you looked at his uh, his stuff at all?
1: Actually, yeah, I, I agree with Rob. I mean, he was actually I think the second guy I would take after Jermaine. I mean, if right. Karloftis is there, I think he got to. But I don't know if he is going to be. But I, I think Jordan Davis is in that mix to a certain extent, maybe like a one B two way type guy. Um, I, I, think he's a guy you could go for, especially, you know, you'd like to mix things up in there. Uh, we're not going to have Cox much longer as well. You know, we need a guy to just disrupts on the inside and I think he could be in the mix there.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, anything we can do to strengthen the defensive line? Cause it feels like they're, I mean, they're getting old. They weren't super effective and the, the guys that are good are hanging on and I mean, Jesus, we signed, re signed Derek Barnett. That's all you need to know about the state of the defensive line.
1: <laughs> hey, Sean, there is one guy I want to mention. Yeah. Anyone else? I don't, uh, anyone
0: else you want to throw out? Feel free. I,
1: I don't think we should take him in the first round by any means. I mean, he's anywhere from a 70 to 90th overall pick, I think, but Josh Pascual from Kentucky. And I know you think Kentucky uh, is not going to be that good, but I mean, they're going up against SEC talent. Yeah. And I was looking actually at his highlight reel. And I mean, the guy is a beast out there. He's, he's got a nose for the ball. He disrupts. He's, you know, on his tape, he's got solid plays that he made against teams like Auburn, Georgia, even Alabama. Um, I like the guy that he, he, he plays outside. Uh, he's He's only 278 pounds, 6'3", but that gives him the mobility that he needs in order to get around in the pass rush. I know he only ran a 4.77 7 at the Combine, but you know Graham only ran a 4.72 4. at the Combine. So there is a little bit of flashes of him in there. I don't know if he'll ever be a pro bowler, but he's a guy, if you can get him in the third round, especially with you know that 101 pick from New Orleans, if he falls yeah. that far, or even with the 83rd that we have, I think he would be good. I think he's a guy who's going to start for, you know, if he could stay healthy for a number of years in the NFL, I don't know if he's pro bowler potential, but I think he'd be a good talent to have at third round.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all, all for it. It does feel like we have five picks in the top 100. We're going to have to get, I'd be shocked if we don't have one, maybe two of those picks go to defensive line. One uh, go to cornerback one, probably receiver. Like it it just, you can just kind of know the type of guys, the Eagles like to draft And five guys in the top 100. uh, Hopefully we come away with a a pretty
2: nice haul and looking to looking to dominate any other, uh, any other guys you want to throw out, Rob? No, those those were the main ones I looked at. I liked, What Justin just said, that's an intriguing option. Um, But yeah, certainly I think there's going to be one, if not two picks, uh, you know, on the D-line. I think it's a position that we have historically, um, you know, prioritized and I think we'll continue to do so. Yeah, I mean, five guys in the top 100.
0: I'd have to set the line at like one and a half on defensive linemen, right? There's no way we don't come out with at least two, especially with the state of the D-line, right?
1: Yeah, I yeah. think with the state of the D line and and the fact that I think there's a decent amount of talent in this draft for them too. So,
0: one hundred percent. All right, that'll do it for the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Got a bunch of oh, uh, no, we'll just be diving into the draft. Maybe we'll get some uh, crazy sort of trade, but until then, just keep counting it down. Uh, we're almost, what, three and a half weeks until the NFL Draft. Two first-rounders, five picks in the top 100. Going to be a lot of fun talking birds on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Die Eagles 52. For the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, I'm Sean, stacking the money green. For my fellow diehards, Justin and Rob, a go birds.
2: Go birds. Go birds.